welcome to the Mastering Fulfillment Podcast, where we focus on bridging success with fulfillment in your personal, business, and spiritual life. And now your host. Hello, and welcome back to the Mastering Fulfillment Podcast. Continuing our relationship series in this episode, I want to dive into really learning how to fight right, how to fight smarter, how to be able to argue and have disagreements and still be able to come out of the relationship without scars. Listen, every relationship fights. Everybody has issues. Everybody has disagreements. We don't marry our own self. We're always going to come into conflict. The only type of relationships that don't have any type of arguments or fights typically don't have any passion. If you're going to have any type of passion in your relationship or your marriage, fights are bound to happen. So how can we take some tools and take a few moments just to really learn how to fight just a little bit better and fight a little bit smarter? I think what's nice is the thing to really remember is when we're in the heat of arguments or disagreements or that frustration that we feel with our partner, having that reminder that we're all humans and that we all fight seems to help us kind of digest it just a little bit easier. Look, we're not Leave it to Beaver. We sometimes forget that Leave it to Beaver was a TV show and not a documentary. And so the real key is we want to be able to express to our partner our feelings, where we're coming from, how we are feeling, and do it in a way that we are offering that same type of compassion to our partner, right? There's going to be times when we get into an argument, we get into a fight where we're just not going to see eye to eye. And that's okay. The main purpose is to acknowledge how you're feeling and to be seen. And then for your partner to also be able to express their point of view and to be heard. There's something very nice and magical that occurs when you guys are able to have a disagreement and have a pretty strong difference of opinion and still respect the other person's opinion for being different, even if you don't agree with it. That's a really tough place to come from. Learning how to fight smarter is one of those key characteristics that really separates marriages that are gonna last and marriages that are gonna thrive and then marriages that are either gonna end or going to run the course with resentment and scars. And so we really want to be mindful, especially in the very beginning, that we're not creating that type of fighting behavior where we are just trying to win. And I think the biggest key difference is how do we come into every single fight, every single disagreement, every head clashing, every single time and come from the place of this question. And that question is this, how can we take this communication that we're about to have, this argument that we're about to have, this intense conversation that we're about to have, and how do we bring in the intention that it's going to ultimately help our relationship? We may not know how that's gonna happen, but always coming from the place of how can we have this aid strengthen and help us grow our relationship? We always have to remember that the quality of our life dictates the quality of questions that we ask. When we're always asking, why does this always happen to me? We say that over and over again, the universe will start to bring in reference points and answers to that question versus 
how can I use this as an opportunity to grow, to build, to expand, to give? Okay, so I feel like that is the first tip and it's probably the most fundamental place. If you can really come from that place of how can we use this situation to strengthen our relationship, you're off to a good start. Okay, so let's get started. So one of the first tips is learn to stay grounded. Maintaining control during an argument is critical to being able to fight fair and it's also critical to being able to listen to your partner. You need to learn how to recognize when you're about to lose it and to stay in kindness, to stay into your heart. When we get to the point where we are just driven by emotions, we are just so frustrated, it becomes a one-way street. And that street is, I'm pissed off, I'm frustrated, I need to express myself and I don't care what you have to say. Even if for some reason we feel like we're in the right Uh, You cheated on me. You did this to me. So you have no say and you just have to take it. And we have to remember in every single circumstance, there's always two to tango. Always. There's a lot of times there's one side that may be, you know, it may be a little more lopsided in whatever that situation is, but there's always two sides to the equation. Always. And so remember to get back into our heart. Remember to stay grounded. Helps us be able to listen and to come back to that very first point that we had is how can we make this situation, this conversation, benefit the relationship? When we're heated, we're upset, we're just trying to attack, we're trying to hurt. What ends up gonna happen what ends up happening is we're just out for blood. And that at the end of the day may make you feel better in the moment but you'll feel much worse an hour later, a day later, and it will scar the relationship. Okay, so the next one and layering on top of that is use timeouts. What do you do when you feel like you are getting to that point? Men, biologically, we get triggered a lot faster. We could feel our physical state tense up our muscles and feel our body almost get into, I want to fight. And so how do we create a system where couples can use a timeout, uh, a word or a phrase or something to let the other person know that they need time to cool off? When your partner uses the, the timeout word or the gesture during an argument, it's a signal for them to take a break. It's always really good to have this type of communication before. What you want to try to avoid is having to get heated and having one person be like, all right, I need to step back, I need to leave, it's too much for me, right? So their intentions might be good about the timeout, but what does the other person feel? The other person feels like, okay, you don't listen to me, you don't care about me, you're bailing when it's hot and heavy, and that feels terrible to me. So when you are in that state and you need a timeout, always make sure to phrase it to your partner that like, look, I understand this is getting really heated, I need a moment so I can come back to the relationship I can come back to this conversation a little bit more cool-headed so we can be able to figure this out and be able to have some progress on it, right? To be able to consciously evolve from this instead of just fight, right? I want, you know, we want to get back to that original point of we want to be able to take this to strengthen the relationship. And right now I am so frustrated. I don't have the capacity, but I want to come back to it. And that's a really key key point is remembering to tell the person, I want to come back to it. So the next step, listen, 
Listen, listen, listen. Two ears, one mouth, don't interrupt. When you interrupt your partner, you're listening to respond rather than to understand. What's worse is when you are trying to dominate the conversation with your partner instead of trying to reach a mutual understanding. Again, it's not about tit for tat, arguing, getting your point across per se, but it's about being understood, to be heard, and to hopefully offer solutions. And not every conversation, not every fight's gonna be like that. Sometimes a fight is, I just want to be heard. I don't want a solution. I just want to be heard, right? And that's another that's another really key point. And I'm gonna just pivot off this just for a minute. And uh, I'll, I'll speak for myself and I'll speak for a lot of men. This can happen with anybody, but especially with a lot of men. Uh, we're problem solvers. I'm a problem solver. And so often, Michelle will come up to me and she'll say something and she'll she'll give me an issue. And it may not be an issue in our relationship or even toward me. It could be a work thing. It could just be a life general thing. It could be something with her parents. And a lot of times I'll go right into, well, have you tried this? And have you thought about this? And sometimes she actually gets so frustrated with me and then we end up having a fight. And I'm like, I'm just trying to help you. Why are you biting my head off? And what I have to realize is sometimes she just wants to be heard. Sometimes people just want to be listened to. And so, you know, not every fight is gonna have to have a solution, right? We go back to the very first fundamental thing that we talked about is like, how does this improve the relationship? And sometimes the improvement is just to be heard or maybe just for one of the partners to be heard, right? Um, So that's really, really important. Also, if you are one of the partners that feels like, I was hurt, maybe I was wronged, and uh, maybe I was cheated on. And I just need to tell you about how I'm feeling because I'm swirling with emotions right now. I don't need you to justify it. I don't need any tips. I don't need any possible solutions on how we can get over this because right now, I'm not in that headspace. Right now, I just need to be heard. And I think sometimes we forget how healing that can be and how powerful that can be, even if it doesn't have a quote unquote solution to move into, right? Two ears, one mouth, don't interrupt. Incredibly important. Both partners should feel safe to express how they feel. Okay, and the next tip on how to fight right and how to fight smarter is learning to stay in the present. Stay in the present. Often, Couples will get into an argument about a particular thing and they'll start to bring up their partner's past transgressions as a way to attack them during an argument. Or they'll bring up past transgressions to solidify or strengthen their argument. And while that can be sometimes beneficial, really bringing up the past just has a tendency to increase scars of the relationship. Now, we're, we're not looking to put our head in the sand and forget about things that happened in the past, but if you're really trying to focus on how to move forward and how to focus on dealing with the current situation, we really want to stay in the present. Look, if a partner is continuously bringing up old grudges, it means there's an underlying problem of forgiveness. Bringing up the past is because you still have past hurts. Well, so tempting to do that. 
it doesn't work because it takes the focus away from the present, from the original issue and the original argument. You really need to deal with one issue at a time. And the next tip is don't criticize. Don't criticize. When couples begin to criticize each other, they are no longer arguing constructively. They're not looking to build and strengthen the relationship. They're looking to feel better in the moment because they've been hurt, so they want to hurt the other person. And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier is the scarring, right? For those who have studied John Gottman's work, criticism and to some degree and contentment can build massive, massive scars and really lead to relationship killers. So we really want to be very cognizant about that. It can quickly spiral into name calling, criticizing, aggressive language. And if it gets really bad, that's when things can actually start to get violent and physical. Apologize. Apologies can be so powerful. Learning to recognize and take responsibility for when you've hurt your partner is so crucial. It's often the easiest way to resolve a conflict, but for many people, it's the hardest thing to do, especially when we're charged. But to take a moment to, again, be present and to say, I'm sorry, even if you don't feel like you're the only one at fault, but to take your responsibility in it, sometimes what that does is it just diffuses the entire situation. A lot of times the other partner isn't expecting that, right? So you're breaking the pattern. A lot of times we go into these spirals when we start to fight, we go into this thing where it's like, I'm going to go back and forth and back and forth and we get angry and we're, you know, <laughs> we're bringing up our points. And then if one person's like, oh, I understand and I'm, I'm frustrated, but I have to also say, I'm sorry for my part in it. And man, that is so, so powerful. So when it feels right, it feels like it's coming from the heart. Apology can be an incredibly powerful tool. And so I'll leave you with the last tip to think about. And this one is to recognize character versus circumstance. And I'll elaborate on that. A lot of times when we are hurt, we sometimes get these two intermixed. So let me give you an example. Let's talk about someone being late. I'm getting frustrated because my girlfriend or boyfriend is always late. And I feel like they're always late. It has this ripple effect of getting frustrated and having to wait and, you know, hitting traffic and getting to places later than expected and, you know, missing dinner reservations, right? And all of that. When we are frustrated, we sometimes go to a character assessment. You as a character are always late. Whereas the other person is like, well, I hear what you're saying, but I'm late because, oh, I have all this work stuff or the kids are always buying for my time, right? There are circumstances. So we have to really be cautious of creating an identity in our mind of a negative trait toward our partner. We can still be frustrated with the fact that they're always late, but saying, okay, I get that she has a tendency to be late. He has a tendency to be late. But it, but they have other circumstances in their life that they have a hard time managing, right? So how can we 
work on this together. Okay. So look, when we are talking about being late or leaving drawers open, obviously these are much more minor uh, types of arguments, right? When we start to get into bigger types of arguments, like how we're raising the kids, infidelity, completely different paths and directions on how we see our life and how we see the marriage, right? Those can get very, very, very heated because we have a lot vested in it and it means a lot to us, right? So what do we do when we find that it's hard to take timeouts and it's hard to listen and it's hard to stay in the moment and we are continuously fighting to the point where we are creating scars, but we still have this desire to make the relationship better, but we're stuck in a spiral. So at that point, it's really critical to get help. Having a third party, having a mediator, that is what's really going to help you because what has happened, you guys have been in the same type of dynamic over and over and over and over again. And what ends up happening is we create the same type of patterns again and again and again. And so having a third party to stop, having a third party to make one person listen, to have you see it from a third, you know, a, a third party point of view is gonna be incredibly critical and probably the only way that sometimes you can get out of that spiral, right? There's always three sides to a story. There's his side, there's her side, and then there's the truth, right? We can't take the observer out of the equation. And so we're always gonna have a bias. So bringing the third party into the equation is incredibly helpful. Uh, if you're not at that point, you know, try to do something where you guys aren't doing the same type of spiral or arguing, right? Maybe you move. The real key is we want to be able to express to our partner our feelings, where we're coming from, how we are feeling, and do it in a way that we are offering that same type of compassion to our partner. There's gonna be times when we get into an argument, we get into a fight where we're just not going to see eye to eye. And that's okay. The main purpose is to acknowledge how you're feeling and to be seen. And then for your partner to also be able to express their point of view and to be heard. There's something very nice and magical that occurs when you guys are able to have a disagreement and have a pretty strong difference of opinion and still respect the other person's opinion for being different, even if you don't agree with it. And that's a really tough place to come from. Learning how to fight smarter is one of those key characteristics that really separates marriages that are gonna last and marriages that are gonna thrive and then marriages that are either gonna end or gonna run the course with resentment and scars. We really wanna be mindful, especially in the very beginning, that we're not creating that type of fighting behavior where we are just trying to win. And I think the biggest key difference is how do we come into every single fight, every single disagreement, every head clashing, every single time, and come from the place of this question. And that question is this, how can we take this communication that we're about to have, this argument that we're about to have, this intense conversation that we're about to have, and how do we bring in the intention that it's going to ultimately 
help our relationship. We may not know how that's going to happen, but always coming from the place of how can we have this aid strengthen and help us grow our relationship. We always have to remember that the quality of our life dictates the quality of questions that we ask. When we're always asking, why does this always happen to me? You say that over and over again, the universe will start to bring in reference points and answers to that question versus how can I use this as an opportunity to grow, to build, to expand, to give? Okay, so I feel that is the first tip and it's probably the most fundamental place. If you can really come from that place of how can we use this situation to strengthen our relationship, you're off to a good start. Okay, so let's get started. So one of the first tips is learn to stay grounded. Maintaining control during an argument is critical to being able to fight fair and it's also critical to being able to listen to your partner. You need to learn how to recognize when you're about to lose it and to stay in kindness, to stay into your heart. When we get to the point where we are just driven by emotions, we are just so frustrated, it becomes a one-way street. And that street is, I'm pissed off, I'm frustrated, I need to express myself and I don't care what you have to say. Even if for some reason we feel we're in the right, you cheated on me, you did this to me, so you have no say and you just have to take it. And we have to remember in every single circumstance, there's always two to tango, always. There's a lot of times there's one side that maybe it may be a little more lopsided in whatever that situation is, but there's always two sides to the equation. Always remember to get back into our heart. Remember to stay grounded helps us be able to listen and to come back to that very first point that we had is how can we make this situation, this conversation benefit the relationship when we're heated, we're upset. We're just trying to attack. We're trying to hurt. What ends up going to happen? What ends up happening is we're just out for blood and that at the end of the day may make you feel better in the moment, but you'll feel much worse an hour later, a day later, and it will scar the relationship. Okay, so the next one and layering on top of that is use timeouts. What do you do when you feel like you are getting to that point? Men, biologically, we get triggered a lot faster. We'll, we could feel our physical state tense up our muscles and we can feel our body almost get into, I want to fight. How do we create a system where couples can use a timeout, uh, a word or a phrase or something to let the other person know that they need time to cool off? When your partner uses the, the timeout word or the gesture during an argument, it's a signal for them to take a break. It's always really good to have this type of communication before. What you want to try to avoid is having it get heated and having one person be like, all right, I need to step back. I need to leave. It's too much for me. So their intentions might be good about the timeout, but what does the other person feel? The other person feels, okay, you don't listen to me. You don't care about me. You're bailing when it's hot and heavy. And that feels terrible to me. So when you are in that state and you need a timeout, always make sure to phrase it to your partner that, look, I understand this is getting really heated. I need a moment so I can come back to the relationship. I can come back to this conversation a little bit more cool-headed so we can be able to figure this out and be able to have some 
progress on it, to be able to consciously evolve from this instead of just fight. I want, we want to get back to that original point of, we want to be able to take this to strengthen the relationship. And right now I am so frustrated. I don't have the capacity, but I want to come back to it. And that's a really key, key point is remembering to tell the person I want to come back to it. So the next tip, listen, 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 two ears, one mouth, don't interrupt. When you interrupt your partner, you're listening to respond rather than to understand. What's worse is when you are trying to dominate the conversation with your partner instead of trying to reach a mutual understanding. Again, it's not about tit for tat, arguing, getting your point across per se, but it's about being understood, to be heard, and to hopefully offer solutions. And not every conversation, not every fight's gonna be like that. Sometimes a fight is, I just want to be heard. I don't want a solution. I just want to be heard. And that's another that's another really key point. And I'm gonna just pivot off this just for a minute. And I'll, I'll speak for myself and I'll speak for a lot of men. This can happen with anybody, but especially with a lot of men. Uh, we're problem solvers. I'm a problem solver. Often, Michelle will come up to me and she'll say something and she'll, she'll give me an issue. And it may not be an issue in our relationship or even toward me. It could be a work thing. It could just be a life general thing. It could be something with her parents. And a lot of times I'll go right into, well, have you tried this? And have you thought about this? And sometimes she actually gets so frustrated with me and then we end up having a fight. And I'm like, I'm just trying to help you. Why are you biting my head off? And what I have to realize is sometimes she just wants to be heard. Sometimes people just want to be listened to. Not every fight is going to have to have a solution. We go back to the very first fundamental thing that we talked about is how does this improve the relationship? And sometimes the improvement is just to be heard or maybe just for one of the partners to be heard. So that's really, really important. Also, if you are one of the partners that feels I was hurt, maybe I was wronged and maybe I was cheated on and I just need to tell you about how I'm feeling because I'm swirling with emotions right now. I don't need you to justify it. I don't need any tips. I don't need any possible solutions on how we can get over this because right now I'm not in that headspace. Right now, I just need to be heard. And I think sometimes we forget how healing that can be and how powerful that can be, even if it doesn't have a quote unquote solution to move into. Two ears, one mouth, don't interrupt incredibly important. Both partners should feel safe to express how they feel. Okay, and the next tip on how to fight and how to fight smarter is learning to stay in the present. Stay in the present. Often couples will get into an argument about a particular thing and they'll start to bring up their partner's past transgressions as a way to attack them during an argument or they'll bring up past transgressions to solidify or strengthen their argument and while that can be sometimes beneficial really bringing up the past just has a tendency to increase scars of the relationship now we're, we're not looking to put our head in the sand and forget about things that happened in the past but if you're really trying to focus on how to move forward and how to focus on dealing with the current situation, we really want to stay in the present. Look, 
If a partner is continuously bringing up old grudges, it means there's an underlying problem of forgiveness. Bringing up the past is because you still have past hurts. While so tempting to do that, it doesn't work because it takes the focus away from the present, from the original issue and the original argument. You really need to deal with one issue at a time. And the next tip is don't criticize. Don't criticize. When couples begin to criticize each other, they are no longer arguing constructively. They're not looking to build and strengthen the relationship. They're looking to feel better in the moment because they've been hurt, so they want to hurt the other person. And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier is the scarring. For those who have studied John Gottman's work, criticism and to some degree and contentment can build massive, massive scars and really lead to relationship killers. So we really want to be very cognizant about that. It can quickly spiral into name calling, criticizing, aggressive language. And if it gets really bad, that's when things can actually start to get violent and physical. Apologize. Apologies can be so powerful. Learning to recognize and take responsibility for when you've hurt your partner is so crucial. It's often the easiest way to resolve a conflict, but for many people, it's the hardest thing to do, especially when we're charged. But to take a moment to, again, be present and to say, I'm sorry, even if you don't feel you're the only one at fault, but to take your responsibility in it, sometimes what that does is it just diffuses the entire situation. A lot of times the other partner isn't expecting that, so you're breaking the pattern. A lot of times we go into these spirals when we start to fight, we go into this thing where it's time to go back and forth and back and forth and we get angry and we're, we're bringing up our points. And then if one person's, oh, I understand and I'm, I'm frustrated, but I have to also say, I'm sorry for my part in it. And man, that is so, so powerful. So, so when it feels right, it feels like it's coming from the heart, apology can be an incredibly powerful tool. I'll leave you with the last tip to think about. And this one is to recognize character versus circumstance. And I'll elaborate on that. A lot of times when we are hurt, we sometimes get these two intermixed. So let me give you an example. Let's talk about someone being late. I'm getting frustrated because my girlfriend or boyfriend is always late. And I always feel like they're always late. It has this ripple effect of getting frustrated and having to wait and hitting traffic and getting to places later than expected and missing dinner reservations and all of that. When we are frustrated, we sometimes go to a character assessment. You as a character are always late. Whereas the other person is, well, I hear what you're saying, but I'm late because, oh, I have all this work stuff where the kids are always buying for my time. There's circumstances. So we have to really be cautious of creating an identity in our mind of a negative trait toward our partner. We can still be frustrated with the fact that they're always late, but saying, okay, I get that she has a tendency to be late. He has a tendency to be late, but it 
but they have other circumstances in their life that they have a hard time managing. So how can we work on this together? Okay. So look, when we are talking about being late or leaving drawers open, obviously these are much more types of arguments. When we start to get into bigger types of arguments, how we're raising the kids, infidelity, completely different paths and directions on how we see our life and how we see the marriage. Those can get very, very heated because we have a lot vested in it and it means a lot to us. So what do we do when we find that it's hard to take timeouts and it's hard to listen and it's hard to stay in the moment and we are continuously fighting to the point where we are creating scars, but we still have this desire to make the relationship better, but we're stuck in a spiral. So at that point, it's really critical to get help. Having a third party, having a mediator, that is what's really going to help you because what has happened, you guys have been in the same type of dynamic over and over and over and over again. And what ends up happening is we create the same type of patterns again and again and again. Having a third party to stop, having a third party to make one person listen, to have you see it from a third, a third party point of view is going to be incredibly critical and probably the only way that sometimes you can get out of that spiral. There's always three sides to a story. There's his side, there's her side, and then there's the truth. We can't take the observer out of the equation. We're always gonna have a bias. So bringing the third party into the equation is incredibly helpful. If you're not at that point, try to do something where you guys aren't doing the same type of spiral or arguing. Maybe you move the conversation to email or voice notes, which I find very powerful then you can just receive and then the other person just has to listen. So that will wrap it up for this week's episode on the relationship series. Hopefully that gives you some more tips to bring a little bit more fulfillment into your relationship, into your marriage, into your life in general. My name is Scott Berry. Thank you again for being with us. And if you have any comments, questions, praise or concerns, Reach out to us at masteringfulfillmentpodcast.com. We look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Much love and deep respect.